Welcome to Success in Medicine. I'm Dr. Samir Desai. I want to tell you about Michelle, a medical school reapplicant that I met not too long ago. Michelle contacted me because she had failed to secure a spot in medical school during the previous cycle, and she wanted me to help her strengthen her interview skills. In the last cycle, she had received a single interview at a medical school utilizing the multiple mini interview or MMI format. She had left that interview unsure of how she had done. Later, after being notified that she would not be offered a spot, she met with the director of admissions to find out how she could improve her application. He looked over her application and found no significant concerns. So what then was the problem? It was her interview performance. Multiple MMI interviewers had given her poor scores. Unfortunately, school policy prevented the director of admissions from sharing any other particulars about her interview performance. Michelle found me after reading my book, The Multiple Mini Interview, Winning Strategies from Admissions Faculty. She reached out to me, hoping that I could identify what had led to her poor interview performance. In this podcast, I would like to share with you what I discovered during my mock interview with Michelle and how you can use that knowledge to elevate your own MMI performance. But first, let me give you a bit of background information about the MMI. For years, medical schools, for the most part, used the traditional interview in the admissions process. By traditional, I mean a one-on-one -on -one interview during which interviewers asked such questions as, tell me about yourself, why do you want to be a doctor, and where do you see yourself in 15 years? The traditional interview is still alive and well in the medical school admissions process, but increasingly schools are utilizing other interview formats. One that has gained the most popularity over the past 15 years or so is the multiple mini interview, also known as MMI. The MMI is really an interview circuit comprised of a series of smaller interviews. At each interview station, the interviewee encounters a different scenario. Typically, there is two minutes to process the scenario before the applicant is asked to enter the room and address the scenario with the interviewer. After five to eight minutes, the interview ends and the interviewee moves on to the next interview station where the process repeats itself. This continues until the applicant completes five to ten stations as dictated by that particular medical school. What type of scenarios may applicants encounter during the MMI? There are several different types. There are discussion prompts in which applicants are presented with an issue or ethical situation. There are also role-playing scenarios in which applicants are asked to interact with an actor and they are then assessed for their ability to show that they have the qualities expected of a future physician. Another scenario is the teamwork scenario in which two applicants are asked to complete a task together. 
In my mock interview with Michelle, I put her through a variety of these types of scenarios to understand what may have happened in the last cycle and guide her to delivering a powerful performance in the next cycle. What did I learn about Michelle from my mock interview? The first thing that I noticed was the length of her answers. Her answers were about five minutes long. Depending upon the school where you're interviewing, this could present a significant problem. For example, at the NYU School of Medicine, you are given five minutes to engage in conversation with the interviewer. If you take the entire time to answer the question or discuss the issue, it leaves no time for the interviewer to ask follow-up questions. Why does this present a problem? Well, if your original answer was lacking in some way, the follow-up question may allow you to convey what was missing, thereby earning you some additional points for your performance. Of course, if you speak for the entire time, you lose out on this potentially valuable opportunity. How could Michelle have avoided giving such long answers? If she knew in advance how long each station would be, then she would be able to adjust her preparation accordingly. For example, if she knew that the medical school would give her five minutes with the interviewer, she would be able to practice in such a way that her typical response would last about three minutes. That would leave her with several minutes to answer any follow-up questions. Some medical schools are very transparent about their MMI process. They will come right out and tell you what to expect. For example, at the Elson S. Floyd School of Medicine at Washington State University, the school states that you will have seven stations lasting five minutes each. What do you do if that information is not available? Well, it doesn't hurt to contact the admissions office and ask them. The worst that can happen is that they tell you that they're not allowed to give that information out in advance of the interview day. Don't worry, you won't get dinged for asking this. If that happens, take a look at discussion forums where students often post about their MMI experiences. Although this is useful, remember that many interviewees will be relating their experiences from past years. It's not at all unusual for schools to change their MMI structure from past years. So use this information with that caveat in mind. So getting back to Michelle, what else did I notice about Michelle's mock interview performance? Well, during our session, I asked her about whether she was asked any traditional questions during the MMI. As it turns out, she was. And that's not unusual in a MMI interview. There may be one or two stations that are devoted to traditional questions. Questions like, why do you want to be a doctor? And why are you interested in our school? Michelle was not expecting this, so she felt that her answer for the traditional question could have been better. As an applicant preparing for the MMI, you do have to realize that a traditional question or two may be asked, and that has to be factored into your preparation. As we continued to discuss last year's MMI experience, Michelle revealed something very important to me. She told me that she sometimes obsessed over what she thought were poor answers, and she carried this with her into the other interview stations. 
This is a particularly common problem that I encounter. When you obsess or perseverate over your prior answers, it can affect your performance at later stations. What applicants need to understand is that we are not the best judge of our own performance. While you may think that your answer was lacking in some way, it doesn't mean that your interviewer feels the same. Even if your answer at a single station was poor, it doesn't mean that you can't gain admission at that school. In fact, every year, there are applicants who secure positions despite poor performance at a station or two. However, applicants who are not able to let go of what they consider a poor answer are at risk for poor performance at subsequent stations, and that's when it can become a real problem for your chances of admission. So the bottom line? Train your mind to leave the past behind. Don't let your performance at a station affect performance at another station. These were three major issues that prevented Michelle from delivering a powerful interview performance. With this knowledge and continued practice, Michelle made adjustments to her interview strategy. I'm happy to tell you that Michelle's efforts paid off and she is now a medical student. For more information on how to excel during the MMI, please visit our website, thesuccessfulmatch.com. Until next time, I'm Dr. Samir Desai.